0: Coming up, here, all about Ashley's three-generation trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. Before we jump into the interviews, just a couple of super quick reminders. One, don't forget to check out the show notes. So anytime I post a new episode, I always try to take note of anything that people might want to learn a little bit more about. So I include links to all of those things in the show notes. So you can see those in your podcast app, or you can go to the show's webpage at tothemouseandback.com. And you can open up this episode or any previous episode to see more about special events that they did, restaurants that they went to, anything special that they did. So in my last episode, Lena talked about how they got the gift card for waving mousekeeping for the week. So I put a link in the show notes so you can learn a little bit more how to do that. So always check that out. There's a lot of really helpful information there. So the website is also the place to learn about how to submit your upcoming trip for consideration on this show. So you can head over to the submit a trip page and send me information about any upcoming Disney world, Disneyland, or Disney cruise vacations that you might want me to consider for the show. Anyway, I'm really excited for you to hear about Ashley's trip this week. I'm so lucky doing this podcast because I have so much fun talking to my guests. I more often than not end the calls wanting to be friends with the people that I talk to. I mean, I'm getting to talk to people who are really similar to me. They love Disney, and they make spreadsheets for their vacation. So, I mean, these people are wonderful, and Ashley was no exception. I had a blast talking to her. So, without further ado, here is Ashley's Trip Report. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I have to admit that I'm a little tired tonight. It has been a long day chasing children around, but talking about Disney energizes me, so uh, I'm really glad that I'm shifting into this now. This will be a lot more fun. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, before we jump into your trip plans, I ask all my guests, what is your Disney history?
1: I'm a long time Disney fan here. I would say probably since I was little, um, a tiny, tiny baby, Disney has always been a part of my life. Um, The parks especially have been a huge part of my life. My family lived in Tampa whenever we were younger, and so I was introduced to Walt Disney World at a very, very young age. And when I was in college, I introduced my husband to Disney too, and the past decade or so I'd say we've been going to Walt Disney World regularly and uh, we even lived out in California for a short amount of time and we were Disneyland locals and so we have a lot of lot of love for the parks
0: awesome so what is your planning style do you like to build in a lot of flexibility do you like to have a lot of structure where do you kind of fall there
1: uh, I'd say it's evolved <laughs> throughout the years. I am definitely a planner. Uh, I'm currently looking at my Disney itinerary template that I built in Word probably <laughs> eight years ago, and I've used it ever since for every single trip. And I I love just kind of putting together what I feel is is going to be our ideal trip for that specific time of year. It kind of varies depending on what season we're going down, what month, where we're staying, and so forth. Um, we just introduced a little one into our lives in October. Ooh. And we spent about 10 years going down to to Disney World as just two adults and uh, as an adult couple. And so I think our, our trip plans before our little girl, her name is Ellie, before her were um, – definitely different than what they are now. We've definitely had to add in some more flexibility since she's arrived. Mm-hmm. but it's it's been a lot of fun just to be able to to loosen up because i I think I used to overplan a little <laughs> bit. and it's been nice to to kind of take off some of the pressure of of the level of of stuff that I used to pile on to each trip.
0: Yeah, I find that kids don't care if I have a spreadsheet and a right. schedule. They like right. they really could not care one tiny little bit that we have like a place that we are supposed to be in 5 minutes.
1: Right. And I've I've also learned that about um, husbands too. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping that that Ellie and and my husband will kind of keep me keep me at this nice hybrid for um for the foreseeable future. <laughs> okay. So for this trip you have coming up, who is going with you? So this trip is going to be myself, my mom is going to be going with us and then um, Ellie, our little girl. Awesome. Now, how are you guys getting there? We're flying, flying and then we are renting a car once we get to Orlando. Okay. What made you decide to rent a car? Ellie the <laughs> just <laughs> had to rent a car um we so we the first trip that we took with her was in January. It was when she was about two and a half months old, and we drove down actually, we live in North Carolina, so it was about a nine hour drive, and we drove down and we we realized especially with a baby, just how convenient it was to not even have to worry about packing for a plane and just throwing everything in a car. And, um, the second time we went down, we flew, but we also drove and we, uh, once we got there, we rented a car and there were a couple of times that we had to run off property to pick up some stuff because we forgot it. And mm-hmm. we just found it to be convenient. There were a couple of times that we decided to, to drive to a park, which we've never really done. And it was just, it was, it was nice to have that flexibility of having a car, and so we're doing it again this time. I don't know if we'll continue to do it going forward, but we're going to do it again this time and um, see how we feel. Disney now has the, the parking charges on uh-huh. property with, with hotel guests. And so I think that might be a deterrent in the future. Um, but especially while she's still so young, we're still trying to figure out how to really transport her uh, around. So um, I think we're going to stick with it for a little bit. Okay. All right. So, what are your actual trip dates? So we are heading down Sunday, September 9th, and then heading back Thursday, September 13th.
0: Okay. So, that's four nights?
1: Yes. All
0: right. Awesome. And how did
1: you pick those dates? So well one our our annual pass expires the fifteenth and so we're ah. getting getting another trip out of that before we have to renew. But I really enjoy going down this time of year. It's it's quiet. It's it's a time when there's not a lot going on um around the parks and the food and wine, didn't used to normally be as, as long as it is, but there's, there's not a lot of people there because everybody's back in school. And so we still have the flexibility to be able to go down, um, with, with Ellie, um, because she's not in school yet. And so we're, we're able to really take advantage of the, the quiet season.
0: Awesome. Okay. And it's nice to get an extra trip out of that annual pass before it expires.
1: (laughs) We try to squeeze that out for as as much as we can. Yeah. Awesome. So where are you going to be staying? We are staying at the Dolphin for for this trip.
0: Interesting. All right. How did you pick the Dolphin?
1: The biggest reason why we're deciding to stay there is space. And the Dolphin has, and the Swan actually have, family suites that we're going to try. We're staying in a, in, a, in a room that's about 700 square feet. And um, when we started traveling with Ellie in hotel rooms, we quickly realized that staying in small hotel rooms when you have a baby is not always the most exciting for, for the adults. If it's nap time in the middle of the day, or especially if you're back in the hotel a little earlier than you're used to. And so the room that we're staying in, it's not a one bedroom, but it does have a divider. And so with the additional space, we're hoping that that we'll be able to have just some form of more comfort in in the room itself. Um, the dolphin and swan are great properties because they're right in the Epcot resort area. So you have the benefits of being able to, to walk or take a boat to Epcot and Hollywood studios but you don't always have to pay the prices that you might pay if you're staying at the boardwalk or the Yacht and Beach Club. Right. And so the room that we're staying in is roughly around the same size as if we were staying in one of Disney's one bedrooms, but it's it's about $150 cheaper per night. And so because we are going to be renewing our annual passes, we, we wanted to make sure that we could still get Um, The same type of feel that we're used to when we're down at Disney, but if we could make some uh, mindful decisions for cost saving, we wanted to make sure that we did that too
0: awesome. Now, I know that the Swan and Dolphin are on Disney property, but not owned by Disney. How do the kind of like on-property perks, do you get all of the same on-property perks?
1: Yes, you do get all the same on-property perks. Our FastPass booking window was 60 days out, and you do have um, the ability to go in for extra magic hours. The one thing that I'm not sure about that I'm, I'm going to be interested to see, I've been really excited to check out the um, the My Disney Experience app to see when the bus schedules are posted. Uh-huh. Now I haven't been down there since they started that, and I have. That's been one thing that I have been waiting for for a very long time now, and so I don't know if the Swan and Dolphin are going to have that feature available. Um, but aside from that, it's it's basically everything, um, everything that you would get in in a Disney property, a Disney owned property. It's just owned by by Starwood.
0: Okay. Now, have you stayed at Swan or Dolphin before, or will this be your first time?
1: So this is actually about the fifth time that I've stayed at one of those properties. Okay. And we normally stay at the the beach club. And so this is um, the first time in a while that we're going to be staying at one property and and not somehow making our way over to the beach club. So it's going to be a little different. It's going to feel a little bit different, but ultimately we decided that trying to do a split stay during the trip because it is somewhat short compared to what we're used to it just didn't make sense to kind of pack everybody up right um but i um i'll be interested to see how i feel cuz no, when we do stay there sometimes i can feel a little bit like the the Disney magic isn't always there. Um, the Swan and Dolphin, because they're so, um, so much more business focused, I think you're always seeing people in their um, business suits and their laptops in the lobby instead mm. of kids running around. But the Dolphin just went through a $140 million refurbishment, and we checked it out the last time we were down there in in may and the lobby is just absolutely stunning they have an amazing little quick service place that that they have in the lobby and um the bar in the lobby has some amazing food and so the feel is different and so i'll be really excited to see how the room works out and also just how we feel at the end of the trip
0: yeah Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that. I'm always interested in how to be able to get more space without... Also getting more space between your hotel room and the actual parks. Right, right. Um, We stayed at Art of Animation last year, and it was wonderful to have that space. But first of all, it's the cost of a deluxe. Yeah. And everything is a 20 to 30-minute bus ride away. And so taking kids out of strollers and all that was not easy. So um, it'll be interesting to hear how it goes being closer, at least to the Epcot and Hollywood Studios area.
1: Right. Yeah. And we, um, one of the things too, that is really, um, attractive to me now about Swan and Dolphin, we, uh, or when I used to travel for work, I was a Marriott person. I was always staying in Marriott properties. And because of the merger that just happened with Marriott and Starwood, now I'll have the the combined loyalty program. And so my Marriott status will transfer over to, to that property. And so in mm. the future it could potentially, Present some unique benefits that we wouldn't have if we if we stayed at um, at the beach club. So, I think um, another thing about Swan and Dolphin they have really great amenities, and they have a lap pool, which is very, very important to me. I love swimming. Okay. And when you go down down to Disney, I don't think many people are trying to get in too many miles around <laughs> on the treadmill or in the pool. But it's it's nice, especially in the early morning or at the um, an end of a long day, just to go do a couple laps. And so I'm excited to have that access. Well, and
0: especially too, when you have a child who needs to nap, if right. you guys do decide to go back and you know let her take a nap then you have something to do during that time Right. So, very cool. All right. Well, I want to dig into your park plan a little bit more and how you made that plan. So I have a couple questions with that. So you're arriving on a Sunday and leaving on a Thursday. Are you planning to do parks on your arrival and departure days, or will those be more rest days?
1: So um, the first day that we're getting there, our our ideal plan is actually to head up to Magic Kingdom for the Halloween party. Okay. And, um, that is the ideal plan. I say that because we are arriving middle of the afternoon on Sunday. We're not taking the first flight out We're we're taking the, the lunchtime flight out. And so there's a lot of variables. And I, and I fully recognize that it's Florida during peak hurricane season. So there might be weather issues, whether flying down there, or, um, it might be raining whenever we get there, all sorts of things. And so, um, our goal is to head up to the Halloween party. I really hope that we do. If for some reason we can't get up there, then we're probably just going to keep it a little low key. I my mom does not have an annual pass. Okay. Um so one of the reasons why we decided to go up to the party on the arrival day is because the we were able to get a um, a park ticket save about $30 or so from what would have cost um cost us to get a four day park hopper ticket. okay. And so um, if we don't go up to the party, then we're going to probably just head into Disney Springs, um, grab some dinner, or just honestly hang around the boardwalk. There's so much to do in that area.
0: Okay. And then what time is your departure flight on your last day?
1: So our departure flight is pretty early in the morning. It is, it leaves around 1040. And so we won't have a lot of time to really do much except for maybe one last stroll around the boardwalk in the morning. Right.
0: Okay. All right. So that means you've got three solid days in the park. So walk me through, how did you decide your park plan and how you were going to allocate your time on those days?
1: Yeah. So I knew that Magic Kingdom was going to be the the bulk of where we we're going to spend most of our time, especially with our little girl. She can go on so many of the attractions in Magic Kingdom. Um, But my mom has not seen uh, Avatar or the Pandora yet. And so I wanted to make sure that we spend some time in Animal Kingdom as well, too. And I wanted to figure out how we could get to Hollywood Studios to see Toy Story Uh and, of course, with food and wine. So it's a really short (laughs) trip trying to figure out how to pack everything in. But um, one of the benefits, the biggest benefit, I think, of staying in the Epcot resource is that you are so close to not only Hollywood Studios and, and Epcot, but really Animal Kingdom as well, too. It's just about 10 minutes. Magic Kingdom is is the one place that is definitely the the outlier that takes some time to get to. And so... We're pretty much gonna go to um, a couple of parks every day and still stay close enough to the hotel that if we can if we need to get back for nap time or if it makes sense to go back and take take a break, then then we'll go ahead and do that. Um, but Animal Kingdom has extra magic hours on Monday. and so our plan is to head over there first thing in the morning and go on Navi River Journey. Um, Without a fast pass, we don't have fast passes for Animal Kingdom on Monday. And so we decided to go to Animal Kingdom on that day specifically so we could go on the river journey because we do have a fast pass for for Flight of Passage on Tuesday. And so we were kind of divvying our time up in the parks and how we were going to go about doing them. So we'll do Animal Kingdom in the morning for a couple of hours. And then we'll head to Epcot for lunchtime. We're going to – we have a restaurant reservation at Vianopoly, So we'll head into Epcot. And then our fast passes for Monday night are going to be Magic Kingdom. So we'll spend most of our time that evening in Magic Kingdom.
0: Okay. And then – all right. So you're hitting – Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Magic Kingdom, your
1: first full day in the parks. Yep. Yep. All right.
0: So when are you going to get some Hollywood Studios time in?
1: Tuesday morning is when our plan is to head down to Hollywood Studios. We're going to rope drop right at 9 o'clock whenever it opens. And we, along with probably everybody else, will head (laughs) back to Toy Story Land and check it out and go on um, some of the attractions while we're there. And then depending on timing and and how Ellie's doing, we're either going to head back to the hotel or we might just head over into Epcot and, and snack around the world at some of the booths at Food and Wine. Okay. And then our plan after that is to head into Animal Kingdom again for most of the evening. We have a couple fast passes, including our Flight of Passage fast packs. Um, that kind of really controlled a lot of the trip, which I realized uh, a couple of weeks ago, whenever our daughter kind of shifted her nap schedule, and I was trying to shift our trip around, I realized I I really was locked in with Flight of Passage. And so (laughs) I, I never realized kind of how, um, how the fast passes really can lock you into a certain schedule until flight of passage was no longer available. Uh, but it was very, very important for, for us to be able to, to do that on this trip.
0: So, are you planning to do the child swap and you and your mom each do it separately?
1: So we actually both have fast passes for it. Um, so I think I, I'm, we are probably going to end up having to do the child swap anyways, just because the, the wait for, um, for the flight of passage, it can be 30 minutes by the time one person goes in and, and comes out. And so we might just to be safe have to do the child swap anyways.
0: All right. So you've got another action-packed day. Yeah. (laughs) So then your last um, full park day, that Wednesday, what are your plans for that day?
1: So plan that Wednesday, we're going to wake up and keep it a little low key. We're going to head over to the beach club and have breakfast at Cape May Cafe. And then I think we'll head back to the hotel just so uh, Ellie can take a nap. And then we'll head up to Magic Kingdom for most of the day. And we have some fast passes up there. And we'll probably ultimately end at Epcot. I think um, that will probably be the best option for us for dining and and just closing out the trip will be to head back into Epcot. Awesome.
0: So you've got lots and lots of moving between parks. Are you all planning to drive or are you going to use Disney Transportation?
1: I think a combination. Okay. When we go to Animal Kingdom, we will drive because um, it's, it's so close to where we're staying. And the parking just never seems as, as intense as whenever you go up to Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks. And so um, we'll drive over to Animal Kingdom. I do think we are going to take advantage of the minivan service uh, to go up to the party. And probably when we do go to Magic Kingdom... I really, I, I've been interested in trying it and it seems like such a fun addition to the trip. And yeah. I love that it, it's, um, it drops you off right inside where the buses do as well too. So yes. we're going to take advantage of that. When we go to Epcot and Hollywood studios, we'll probably just walk. Um, the, the walk from the dolphin to Hollywood studios isn't, quite as long as if you're staying at the Beach Club over to Hollywood Studios. And depending on the heat, of course, and the weather, right. we will we'll plan to just um, get some steps in when we're heading to those parks.
0: Nice. Now, are you bringing a stroller from home?
1: Yes, we are bringing a stroller from home. We've, we've rented before, and it's a great... There's a lot of great places and options down there where you can rent from. But because we're going to be flying and and Ellie I think has gotten really comfortable in her stroller so we're just going to pack it with us.
0: Yeah, I feel like in airports you just you just need that. Right. Okay, cool. So wow, sounds like you have a lot going on <laughs> in all of the parks. Um for Magic Kingdom, I know you mentioned that, you know, you're excited cuz there's a lot that Ellie can do. What are the top kind of two or three things that you're most excited about at Magic Kingdom?
1: Yeah, so she um really 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 just her eyes with were filled with wonder whenever we were on Winnie the Pooh and it's a small world. And those, you know, as adults, those are two, two attractions that my husband and I would go on them. And we just didn't, we didn't feel obviously what we felt with what she feels. (laughs) And so I'm really excited to see her reaction to those, um, to those two attractions. Again, when we went, Um, last she would just turn six months. And so she's very different stage of her life now at 10 and a half months. And so I'm, I'll be really excited to see how she reacts to those. I'm, I'm also excited. My mom hasn't been to the Halloween party. We've gone to the Christmas party before together, but she hasn't been to the Halloween party and the parade is so phenomenal. So I'm excited for her to see that. I'm excited for, um, to see it again. And I personally haven't been on Big Thunder since for a while now. It was before, um, before Ellie was even here. And so um, we did make a fast pass for Big Thunder, and we're going to go on Big Thunder, and I'm, I'm excited to, to just ex- to experience that again.
0: Awesome. Okay. Now, with Animal Kingdom, I know you mentioned you're excited to show Pandora to your mom. Are there other things that are kind of your highlights at that park?
1: Yeah, so um I enjoy the, the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet there. We've um my mom and I went down to Disney together and for Mother's Day last year and it was right whenever I I found out that I was pregnant and Ron and my husband and I went down there and it was kind of the way that we unveiled our our, our um our big news to the world. We were taking a picture in front of Cinderella's castle with mickey ears on that said mommy and daddy on them and we um my mom and i uh, actually took a fun photo in animal kingdom at the meet mickey and Minnie and their safari wear and so i'm excited to replicate that one with with ellie now with her here and i love everest there and so i'll be excited to go on everest and safaris ellie hasn't been on safaris yet and I, I just, I love that park. It's so beautiful and there's so much to see and do and just hear with all of the animals. So it's, it's fun. I, we used to only go and spend a little bit of time there, but over the past several years, we've just gotten really, really fond of staying for longer. Nice.
0: All right. So Hollywood studios, you mentioned you're going to head to Toy Story Land. Are you planning to do any other parts of the park before you head out? Are you going to focus most of your time there?
1: I think we'll end up focusing most of our time there. Um there we'll probably walk around and see if there's anything that um that will be baby friendly that we can go and do. But I've I haven't spent a lot of time in in Hollywood Studios over the past few years just cuz it's been under so many refurbishments and so many attractions have been closed and so I haven't I haven't been the biggest the biggest um fan of Hollywood Studios. I feel bad for the for how I feel towards it. So I'm excited to go back and just walk around and, and check it out and, and definitely to experience Toy Story Land. If there's more things for us to do and depending on how the day is going, then we'll probably stay for longer.
0: I don't think you need to feel bad for feeling that way about Hollywood <laughs> Studios. I feel bad for the people who, up until the new land opened, I feel bad for the people who went to Hollywood Studios and said, oh, is, is this it? Yeah. As the as where's the where's the rest of the park? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Once they decided to to close Great Movie Ride, I I've I've it's just been a very <laughs> I haven't been very happy with, with that park for a while. And yeah. I don't even the last trip, the last couple of trips that we were were on, I don't even think I went down there.
0: I know a lot of the diehard Disney fans were like, uh, you're doing what to the Great
1: Movie Ride? Yeah. It's just it I when I think of of that park, that attraction specifically was one that I always had to do. I always, always, always had to do it. And so I've just been kind of holding, holding a grudge against them and
0: not going <laughs> down there. I get that. All right. So then Epcot, I know you mentioned food and wine. Um, what are your other highlights you're most excited about for Epcot?
1: Yeah. So Epcot, I've always loved the classics of spaceship earth and we'll go on journey and we'll go into figments. Um, the, I don't know if we'll be able to go on Frozen depending on the lines. We, I, I'd love to, but because we couldn't get a fast pass for it, if the line is 60, 70 plus minutes long, I don't think we'll really have the patience to wait in a line that long. Yeah. Um, but some of the attractions there are always really easy to walk on, like Nemo and Test Track as a single rider. And it, with this uh, time of year, because it is such a slower time, I don't know, maybe we'll be surprised with some of the lines and we'll be able to go on some of some of the other attractions that we normally wouldn't, wouldn't wait any longer than 20-30 minutes for.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, I am excited to hear about your trip and I'm also curious to see if you come back just flat out exhausted.
1: <laughs> we definitely like to take advantage of the the entire resort when we're down there.
0: <laughs> Got to get to all four corners Sorry. and yes. <laughs> awesome.
1: I know when I was looking back through our plans and um thinking about just talking about the trip I was realizing that we're definitely not people that spend longer than 3 or 4 hours in a park at any given time and you know, it's I. I honestly think it was from our time when we lived in Disneyland. We are not in Disneyland. I wish um, when we <laughs> lived, when we lived so close to Disneyland because we would just pop up for a couple of hours and then head back home. And the first time that we we visited Walt Disney World after living out in California. We didn't know what to do with ourselves because we would go to a park and we were like, "What do you mean we have to stay for eight hours?" And <laughs> so we really kind of changed our changed our our touring style. And now we we do a lot more park hopping and resort hopping as well too. It's it's fun to just take advantage of the the property, how big it is. Yeah. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, I hope you guys have an awesome time and I cannot wait to talk to you when you get back.
1: Thank you. I'll look forward to sharing all of the details. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.
0: Hey, Ashley, welcome back from your trip.
1: Thank you. I am super bummed to be back, but I <laughs> always, always very, very bummed to be back from a trip to Disney.
0: There is that like Disney depression is it is
1: real. It is a very real thing. The the cure to it is to always have another trip planned <laughs> scheduled well, on the horizon. So well, when you the, get back, you can just start planning for the next one.
0: Or you can start a Disney podcast, which is the yeah. other thing that I did. So, you know, you have multiple options here, right? Right. It's never ending. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your trip. So you guys were gonna be getting there on September ninth. So tell me a little bit about what how your arrival day went.
1: Yeah, so everything went so smoothly with the airport and the plane, everything. It's it's our second time that we've taken our little one on a flight and so always a little hesitation about the unknown, what's what we're going to encounter. But she was great. The The flight was perfect. We got to Orlando around 2.30. And we were supposed to get there around three o'clock. So we were there a little bit early. And we were through the airport and at the rental um, at the Hertz um, pickup location by 3.30. We were basically checking out. And nice. so we we're Really, really fast trying to get in and out as fast as possible. And we made our way to the dolphin with good time. We were there a little bit after four. And so I was expecting us to not get into the hotel around four thirty or five o'clock. So we made really great time. And um when we got to the hotel, unfortunately, we were a little bit stalled. I don't know what was going on, but it took us about 45 minutes to an hour to actually check in. So, that was a bit of a bummer because we were so excited about the the headway we'd made with the time. So, what was the delay in getting checked in? I truly have no idea. I we we were trying to pay cash first off, which apparently is something that you can't do in 2018 <laughs> anymore, but we uh, my mom and i we always do like a disney savings accounts when before we go to our trips it it takes the brunt of the expenses it's easier to swallow when you don't see it all come out of your bank account at one time right but, yeah um so we were trying to pay the, ho- the hotel with cash and um the person who was checking us in she was relatively new and she was so sweet about the whole thing and i i don't think that the the rest of her team members were really helpful. And so that was pretty disappointing to see. And she was really apologetic, trying to figure out how to get the process rolling. I, I still, to this day, have no idea what was taking so long. <laughs> and at one point, we were like 10 minutes in, we were like, we can just pay with our card, it's fine. And she said that would make it... A, Harder or more complicated at that point because of <laughs> what she had done with the system. Who knows? But I know that with the merger between Marriott and Starwood, there have been a ton of issues with their system and not just the website and the apps and everything. So maybe that played a factor into it too. But it was I wasn't very happy at five o'clock when I was still standing at the front desk trying to get up to our room,
0: especially after being so excited that your flight had gotten in early. <laughs> And like, you had this, like, you had it really moving. And then they're like, screech to a halt.
1: Right, right. But it was okay. It was fine. We we once we got up to the hotel room, I was so impressed with the room. I was really excited to see the suites and the way that um, they're laid out in the dolphin. And I was just truly impressed. The way that the room was structured, it was basically looked like the size of two standard size hotel rooms but they've they'd been combined and there was a partition in between the two rooms and so the front area was a sitting space it had quite a few chairs a nice couch and a little um, dining table to sit at and then if you walk through the partition area that was where the bedroom was and the bathroom and so it provided us with a ton of space, and immediately whenever we, we walked in there, I was just very pleased because normally we walk in and we're just – you see the beds and, and the tiny little hotel room that you're going to be in for the next couple of days. And so I knew that that was a good call to to go that route.
0: Nice.
1: So after checking in, just kind of getting settled or throwing our luggage everywhere and frantically trying to get out the door as quick as possible, we got freshened up, changed um, Ellie into her her little costume for the night. She was going as Minnie Mouse. No. And we decided, because she was going as Minnie Mouse, we decided to take a minivan up to the Christmas party. Oh, my gosh, the Halloween party. Sorry. <laughs> <my> next trip. <laughs> So we called the minivan, the minivan came and I was amazed by how fast it took us from the dolphin up to the Magic Kingdom loading area. It was incredible. It picked us up a little after six o'clock and we were up at the Magic Kingdom around 610. It was oh, wow. remarkable. Yeah, remarkable. So we were able to quickly head into the party. Uh, the The party doesn't officially start until seven o'clock, and so there were still quite a few guests there that were just kind of lingering about and getting ready to to close their day in the Magic Kingdom. But we were able to to go through bag check it into the gate as quick as possible, which was really nice. And it was just not crowded at all. It was it was really nice. Um, I had read that some of the earlier parties were much more crowded than normal in the summer. But this one seemed really, really quiet, really low key, and not at all what I had expected in terms of crowd. So that was a pleasant surprise.
0: Nice. Now, did you buy your tickets ahead of time? Or did you buy them at the gate? We, we bought them ahead of
1: time. Okay. Um, so it was initially, we were kind of debating if we wanted to do the Sunday party because it was our arrival day, or if we wanted to do the Tuesday party. And based on some fast pass issues or things that we had locked ourselves into, we knew that Sunday was going to be the best option for us. Okay, awesome.
0: So what did you do while you're at the party? What were the highlights?
1: So um, honestly, just being in the ambiance and being surrounded by the like, the spooky sounds and the entertainment that's going on in the party is so fun. So that was really our, what we wanted to do up there was just go on a couple of attractions. We knew that the lines for the characters were just going to be too long. And before the party even started, some of the lines were about 60 to 90 minutes long already. Wow. And- We knew that that just wasn't going to be what we wanted to spend our time doing. So we went and just, um, we had a quick dinner and I guess it wasn't really a dinner. We had a a pumpkin waffle sundae, which is (laughs) not a dinner, but it could, technically it could be depending on, on what your definition of dinner is. That sounds amazing. Um, It was, it was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, we walked around, we went on a couple of attractions. We took some pictures with Ellie in front of the the castle and her mini mouse gear. And it was about 830 whenever our weather app started buzzing and telling us that there was quite a storm on its way. Ah. We, we were, we wanted to push through and stay for as long as we could because, The parade was coming. There was a lot of stuff that we wanted to do. But we also did not want to be stuck with our little girl sitting in a stroller and Lightning bolts striking and down, and so we we decided that we had to head back to the hotel and and have a little bit of an early night. And so, on the way out, we decided to stop and get pictures with Mickey. And we've never actually seen Mickey at his uh, area and met on Main Street, and so that was a lot of fun. And we knew that when we were stopping, that we were pushing our luck with the rain and sure. <laughs> We came out and it was just torrential downpouring. Oh. So we we were able to sprint over to the bus station. We ended up taking another minivan back home. We figured it would be nice to just have a nice relaxing ride back to the hotel instead of being soaking wet and plowed on top of people in the cold bus. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So it was, um, I love the parties. I think that just the energy in them is so much fun. And there were so many people that were dressed up and my mom and I didn't dress up, but we did wear just Minnie Mouse shirts and stuff. So we have some cute pictures from that night with our little girl.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool. Well, it sounds like an exhausting, but good first day. Yeah. (laughs) Now, when did you make it back to your room? Do you remember?
1: So we were back in the room, um so we left around eight eight forty five or so. I'd say we were back in the room probably at shortly after nine. I think it was probably around quarter after nine because we were waiting for the minivan just for about ten minutes and um so it was still kind of a late night it, it it's the first time on the trip that of the whole the whole time that we were down there that i realized how nice it is to be able to stay near Magic Kingdom because we ended up spending most of our time this trip at Magic Kingdom and going back and forth from from the dolphin up to Magic Kingdom just I don't think we'll be doing that again yeah (laughs) with uh, a little one yeah yeah that's the appeal of those Magic Kingdom
0: area resorts that they're expensive but then you're just right there especially when you have the little ones like you said right
1: Right. I think we have a, a trip coming up in in December where we're doing a split stay. We're going to do Magic Kingdom area in um, for the first part of the trip, and then Epcot area for the second part. And I think that'll be a really nice blend of our of our favorites in in terms of what we're able to accomplish. So we're looking forward to that.
0: Nice. All right. So then you had. Every day after this was going to be packed with yes. um, hopping from park to park to park. So I want to hear if all of this park hopping really happened without you just collapsing on the right. ground.
1: Right. Well, it it did. It did to an extent. So <laughs> Monday morning, we w- we woke up. We were ready to go very very early. We were up, and our plan was to go over to Animal Kingdom, and what we wanted to do was go on the River Journey. That was our our priority was to get on the river. My mom hadn't seen Avatar yet just at all. And I knew that I wanted her to be able to experience both attractions. And we had the fast pass for flight of passage for Tuesday. So that was our plan. And we left the hotel, we decided to drive and we left the hotel probably about quarter after seven and extra magic hour started at eight. And I knew we were. I knew it was going to be crowded whenever we were driving in because where we had to park was nowhere near close to the <laughs> And there have been times that we've driven over there before and we've been at four extra magic hours and we've been much closer. So I was a little worried, especially because it was about 7.30 by the time, 7.35 by the time we got over there. And it was very, very, very crowded. We were shocked because it was... Right after Labor Day, none of the other parks were really crowded. And so it was everybody had the same idea we did to go to Animal Kingdom for extra magic hours. Right. And so by the time we got through the turnstile, we, we, and up to up to the um bag check area and through the turnstile. It was only af- about 5 after 8 or 8:10 eight, and we had to stop and kind of do some stuff before we could head over there and we didn't really sprint over there but we weren't we weren't taking our time either. We were moving along with the crowd. And when we went to turn to go into the land, I saw the flight of passage fast pass line was way past creature comforts. So it was actually on the bridge going from Um, Discovery Island over to Africa. And I don't, I I think they had the flight of passage folks going through the fast pass line, but I was shocked to see how long the line was. I just, anytime that we've gone over to animal kingdom in the morning, I guess we've never made it to that way. We've kind of made a beeline towards Everest or something else. And so that was surprising to see. And by the time we got back to the river, the line was 60 minutes already. And we were shocked. We were not at all expecting that. I don't know if this was just me being a Disney amateur or what was happening, but <laughs> I was like, why is this line so long? And it was 815, 820. It was not, it was not at all like nine o'clock. And So we just didn't have the time or the patience. I don't know the last time I waited in the line for 60 minutes. And especially the river is, I think it's a beautiful attraction, but it's it's four minutes. And I... I said to my mom, I'm like, listen, we will do it again. I promise we'll figure it out. But this, this is not, this is not worth 60 minutes right now. And so we decided just to browse around. She hadn't seen the land. And so um, we just kind of poked around and, and did some sightseeing. And then just decided to walk around the park for a bit. We went and grabbed a quick breakfast just at Creature Comforts, and I went on Everest a couple times. And then the only thing we could really do with Ellie was the Triceratops spin. No. So <laughs> we decided to go over there and Dino Land, and went on Triceratops spin. Just got her up and on um, up in the air for a bit. And we were gonna do safaris and meet Mickey and Minnie, but. We had the fast passes for Tuesday. So we decided just to head back to the hotel um, around 930 and let Ellie take a nap and just freshen up before we decided to head into Epcot for the afternoon so that it wasn't what we intended, but that was kind of the theme for quite a few things. (laughs) (laughs) So it it set the set the mood right, I guess. (laughs)
0: Maybe not the mood you wanted. Right. But. <laughs> okay.
1: That's one way to kind of make somebody who's an over planner, or a type A person's head explode is to take their <laughs> plans and just have them <laughs> be changed and diverted the entire trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, you're
0: like, no, like you want to just go up to like the world and be like, I made a plan. Right. And like everything needs to follow this plan. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you were able to get a little bit of a rest before you headed back to Epcot.
1: Yes. So my little girl slept for for a bit. She was tired this whole trip. So it was good. She was able to sleep a lot and she slept well, but it made for a lot of downtime during Disney. And that's something that I'm getting used to. (laughs) Not quite fully fully there yet. But so we, we were able to head into Epcot. She took about an hour nap or so. So we were in Epcot around lunchtime and our Goal was just to kind of go around the world showcase and get some good food at the booths, and that's what we did. We were there for a couple of hours. The only thing that we did aside from eat was <laughs> we did some shopping around the world showcase, and then we did go on the boat ride in Mexico. So that was that was fun, and um, it was weather wise there was no rain or anything, but it was so hot mm. and. Epcot does not have a lot of shade and so it was really 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 hot. When we left Epcot actually we we left through the international gateway and we ended up going in the beach club and walking the, in- we hung out in the lobby for a bit and then we walked the entire de- length of the yacht club to go <laughs> because <to the> <laughs> we did not want to be just baking on the boardwalk as we were walking Yeah, back to the hotel. The heat was a little bit too much.
0: Yeah, especially right there midday. That's tough. Yeah. Now, did you do any kind of like stroller fan for Ellie? How did she do with the heat?
1: So we did have a couple stroller fans for her and, um, she still looked a little flushed. And so we ended up getting some really cold water bottles and we had them down by her feet Mm -hmm. and she was just kind of kicking them and playing with the water bottles. And she had her sippy cup with her. And I also brought a couple of those teether things and stuck some ice cubes in there. So we had, a whole assortment of things. She had some watermelon that she was chowing down on and it it was, she did okay. And I think we were kind of going in and out of shops to, to keep her cool as well too. But it, it is hot. It gets really hot there. I don't know. I've never been down there during the summer to experience what July or August might feel like, but It was pretty warm. And so part of the reason why we were also planning trips to go back to the hotel was just so she could get a break and us too, especially, but especially for her. And so she could crawl around and just have some activity outside of the stroller. Yeah. Okay. Now
0: you guys had a reservation at Via Napoli. Is that
1: right? we did. And we ended up canceling that. Um, we, our plan was to go. And then we were just realizing that locking us into stuff was probably not going to be the best option, just kind of how we were seeing things going. And so we ended up switching it. I, I, what I actually did was we were going to try to go on Wednesday and we were kind of adjusting plans as we were, as we were going. And because we, we switched it to Wednesday, we were actually able to to then cancel it without a without a charge, which okay. was nice. But yeah, that's kind of we were doing a lot of on the fly hopping around and changing as we were going.
0: Yeah. So then what did you do that evening?
1: So that night was at Magic Kingdom. So we we decided to um after nap time, we just kind of packed up and Plans for a couple, quite a few hours in Magic Kingdom. We left around 4 o'clock or so, I'd say. We did decide to take a minivan again. I kind of got hooked on minivans this trip, especially... After just realizing how convenient and quick and easy they were, Um, that's kind of changed since because of the price ranges, that the price raise that they just did and now the price point that they're at. But they were so convenient when we were down there and a lot of fun, too. So we decided just to stick with those um, while we were down there.
0: Well, and especially Magic Kingdom, since they can take you right to the entrance. Right. Whereas everything else, you know, is either going to take you to the TTC or you can do what you're not supposed to do and have them drop you at the Contemporary and come over. But but yeah, they're a lot more convenient than minivans.
1: Right. And I, we brought our big Bob stroller down with us. And that thing is a beast to (laughs) fold and lug around on a bus. We did take a bus twice, but it was just... So I was getting bruises all over my legs cuz this thing kept banging me oh, and, yeah. and it's just it's just hard to hold and especially when you have a baby who you're trying to hold as well too. Right. Yeah. So we we took a minivan up there and on the way up there the minivan driver actually was talking to us about the hurricane and we were coming from North Carolina so Hurricane Florence was planning to kind of arrive later on that week and we were in the minivan and the whole van ride up, he was telling us, you you got to get out of here. You're not going to be able to go. And he was providing us with all of his tips on hurricane preparation. And it, it didn't really, we had the previous two minivan drivers that we'd had were really great, really down to earth. Um, certainly didn't, you don't really want to talk about real life and, and <laughs> things whenever you're, you're in, um in a car and, and down at Disney. But I yeah, so it was kind of alarming just to to have the minivan driver just kind of um providing all of the advice on what we should be doing and how we should be making preparations for our, our situation back at home. But aside from that, it was it was a quick it was um another quick ride and we were up at Magic Kingdom around four o'clock. I think we might have got in there around four thirty and We just we had a bunch of fast passes. We we did Peter Pan. We did Winnie the Pooh. We did Dumbo. We uh, went on. It's a Small World. We just hit up kind of all of Fantasyland and grabbed dinner at the Columbia Harbor House. And we were up there for a while. We were there until about eight thirty again, too, um, until the the weather app started buzzing again (laughs) and telling us that there was a storm on the way. And so we we. Decided to take a bus to head back to the the hotel, and the, we decided whatever bus came first. And so it was the boardwalk bus that came first. So we decided to um, hop on that, and we hung around the boardwalk for a bit. By the time we got back to the hotel or the Epcot area. The storm had kind of calmed down a bit. So it was just a light rain. And it was really pleasant on the boardwalk. It wasn't too crowded. It wasn't too hot out. And so we just grabbed some snacks at the bakery and hung out for a little bit, took a nice stroll back to the hotel and realized that we had our little girl who was way past her bedtime. (laughs) We were able to get her in bed around nine thirty or or ten o'clock or so, but it was definitely a packed packed day. It was a long, long, long day. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that sounds. So you hit. So you hit three out of the four
1: parks. We hit three out of the four parks, and for the most part, we did everything that we had wanted to do. It was just the river journey that we weren't able to go on.
0: Okay. All right. So how about the next day, um you were going to start out trying to rope drop Hollywood Studios. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the next morning, um kind of things changed a little bit. We overnight um we had received alerts from the airline that our flights were now going to be impacted by Hurricane Florence. And so we had a discussion about what we should do. Um, I talked to my husband who was back at home in North Carolina and he had mentioned that the area that we live wasn't, were, um, about two hours inland. And so we weren't really on the coast. We weren't supposed to be hit the way that the coastal cities, unfortunately, um, were hit, but, we were in the path of the hurricane and so it was sounded like it was a lot of panic back in um, where we live near Raleigh-Durham area and so we talked to him and we decided that we had to get home and it was unfortunate the way that the storm was heading at that time we were a little concerned that we weren't going to be able to get home. Uh, We were supposed to initially fly out on Thursday morning and on tuesday the way that the storm was tracking and just the the way that they were forecasting it it seemed didn't seem like it was it was going to slow down or turn or seem like it was going to to hit us pretty hard and so we changed our flight, unfortunately, and we decided to leave Wednesday morning instead of Thursday morning. And so that kind of shifted our trip plans a lot. We were gonna be down there for just a short amount of time as it was, and we were already planning to leave the next day and cut twenty four hours off of the trip. So it was um it was a bummer, but I knew that we were we had to do the responsible adult thing. So <laughs> So we decided after changing the flight and getting everything taken care of, it was a little bit later in the morning. And based on the previous day, we were like, you know what, let's just have a nice breakfast and hang around here, go down to the pool. And we kind of adjusted things because of that. We decided we wanted to go to Magic Kingdom again. So we just kind of adjusted our day again. And so we did, we grabbed a quick breakfast and headed down to the pool. We were the only ones there. And so it was nice. It was a nice way to start the morning instead of rushing right down to Hollywood Studios and, and fighting the crowds. Yeah. So my daughter went down for a nap pretty pretty early in the morning. She was tired around like nine o'clock. And so it was good. It worked out good for us because we, we wanted to go up to Magic Kingdom before we went over to Animal Kingdom. And so we... She woke up around 10.30, and we took a minivan again as soon as she got up. We w- we made our way up to Magic Kingdom, and we were there in less than 15 minutes. And um, we didn't have fast passes for Magic Kingdom, so I was a little worried about what, the, what it was going to look like. But the crowds were so, so, so low. Everything was about 10, 15-minute waits, and so it was glorious. We were able to go on... A lot of attractions, and just kind of hang out in the park with with quiet energy, which was so amazing, especially for not having fast passes yeah, that's awesome so we um we stayed up there until around two thirty. We were there for about three or four hours and um grabbed lunch at Pecos Bill had fun hanging out in Frontierland for a bit and then no knew, knew we had to head back to to the hotel so we could get ready to head over to Animal Kingdom for the night. So, we should have just went to Animal Kingdom, but I, my my daughter wasn't sleeping. She wasn't taking any on the go naps and so I knew we had to be really quick in the hotel and we kind of lost track of time, which was, <laughs> which was terrible. There were a whole assortment of things that happened. Um, when we tried to leave Magic Kingdom, we were just going to take a van again and the app wasn't working. And so we had to wait for a bus and that took about thirty minutes for um, for a bus to come, which was not really great whenever you're kind of on a on a time schedule. Yeah, so we didn't get back to the hotel until around a little after um, three o'clock. And our fast passes for flight of passage started at four. So when we were at the hotel, just a whole assortment of things were going on. We were trying to to see from the hotel if we would be able to get a refund for the one night that we had already paid for, that we had canceled. Um, we were dealing with something with the airline. And before we knew it, it was quarter after four and we hadn't yet left. And so we were frantically trying to get out the door. My daughter had just woken up for her nap and probably around 4.30, we Um, we were down at the the area where we could get car service and the minivan app wasn't working again. (laughs) And so we knew that there was going to be no way that we would be able to get over to Animal Kingdom and back to Avatar by the time our our fast pass would have ended. So it was a huge disappointment because I had spent so many times trying to adjust our schedule after we had booked that flight of passage fast pass. Yeah, I, I could never adjust it, and because of that, that specific fast pass. So it was, it was a bummer. But I just kind of stopped, and I said to my mom, "I'm like, you know what? We are going to rush over there. We're going to break our necks trying to sprint through the park and get back there by the time our fast pass window closes." And I checked the app, the, the times over at animal kingdom were, um, they were fine, but it, it seemed like there were a lot of crowds over there. And I said, you know, we're right near Epcot. We hardly got to spend any time in Epcot. We did nothing aside from the boat ride when we were over there. Let's just have a, a, a nice night. Let's just go over there and go on some things and, and just enjoy Epcot. And yeah. That's what we ended up doing. I'm really glad we made that decision because I think we were so disappointed when we realized we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it over to Animal Kingdom, and we could still go, but I think that it just made so much more sense just to walk over to Epcot. We, um, I, I canceled our fast passes for Animal Kingdom, and I was able to um, to get one for the character stop over at Epcot and living with the land, we were able to do a lot of stuff over there. And so it ended up being a really good decision. It it felt like such a bummer at the time, but because we had to adjust our trip and we had to shorten it, it just didn't, we didn't really want to run around again. And so I, um, we, we ended up having a really nice time in Epcot, ate way too much cheesecake at <laughs> one of the booths over there and dressed Ellie up again in her Minnie costume so she could meet Minnie Mouse at the character stop. Minnie is actually wearing the same dress that Ellie was in. And Aww. so we got some some really cute photos and went on living with the land. Soren was only 15 minutes. And so we did Soren, Spaceship Earth, Nemo. We were able to go on on a lot of things. The only thing we didn't do was frozen just because the line was about 50 minutes long. But
0: for Soren, did you guys do the writer switch?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And so it was great. I mean, it was the we we had dinner down at Sunshine Seasons. And I looked over and I said, Soren's only 15 minutes. And so it (laughs) worked out great. And so we stayed there until, um, right around nine o'clock. The, it was extra magic hours that night, and, but we didn't push it until 11 PM. I wish we could have, but we decided to head back to the hotel. We still had to pack and our flight was leaving pretty early. And so it was a really, really, really quick trip down to Disney, but it was ultimately a really, really good trip too. Yeah. Okay. And then
0: you said your flight was Wednesday morning.
1: Yeah. So our flight um, was Wednesday morning. It was at nine o'clock. And so we had a pretty early wake up call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We still had to drop off the rental car. It was not a fun, fun morning. But we got home and um, we were home by lunchtime. So ultimately hindsight's 2020 20. we didn't really need to to change our flights but we did what we thought was going to be the safe bet at the time
0: well and i also think that having having a child with you really changes that frame yeah. of reference. Um, right. you and I were talking before we started recording, I was at the beach that same week. And, yeah. you know, they issued a mandatory evacuation order two days into our, you know, week long vacation. And if it had been just me and my husband, we would have been like, you know what, like, we can stick it out for another day or two. Like they're not closing the bridges until set because we were out on the outer banks and you know, like, yeah, like we can stay here longer. We can risk it. We'll, we'll make sure we got gas in the car, but we have our two young kids. Right. So we were like, we got to go. Let's pack. Let's, I don't, I don't even want to be stuck in traffic. Like, yeah. So it, it changes the way you make those decisions and you err a little bit more on the side of caution.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think too, I, my husband being back up here, it just, I felt like because we were apart too, it was so hard to know that he was kind of up here and he was running through the grocery stores and trying to get supplies. We are, we were inland, but it was, there was a lot of concern about how, how bad the storm was going to be in our area just as well. And so hearing that and hearing kind of how the reactions were back home, it just, it was hard. It was hard to figure that out. And it kind of loomed over our head the entire trip. I was thinking about this whenever we checked into the dolphin. And whenever we got up to the room, one of the things that I love the most about staying at a Disney owned property is being able to turn on the resort channel and hear the Disney music and it's, it's different at the dolphin. You go in and they have the news on, they have like the welcome Ashley greeting that they play, but it's, it's the news. And it was very much like, here's reality. As soon as we, Mm -hmm. as soon as we entered the room, it was showing the hurricane and that was on Sunday. And so it was kind of present for the entire time we were there. And I, I think I had a lot of worry in the back of my mind, um, even before we left, wondering how things were going to go, not just for our trip, but just for our state in general. And so I was having that right as soon as we walked in the hotel room wasn't the best greeting. And it kind of made me realize that I do really like what the dolphin, the swan and dolphin can offer, but there is a lot of magic in the Disney owned properties. And there's just something about being able to hear the cast members say, welcome home and being able to listen to the Disney music in your, in your resort or seeing little minis and Mickey's and hidden Mickey's in your, um, your linens and stuff like that. And so I think that in the future, one of the things that I took away from this trip, too, was uh, I really do kind of enjoy escaping it and being in the bubble. And I don't know if the dolphin was able to really allow us to to be in that bubble when we were down there.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that Disney bubble. It's a very powerful bubble, too. It
1: so. is powerful.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned the weather. You mentioned the heat and the storms.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you
0: think about the weather overall? And would you visit again this time of year?
1: Yeah, so I I don't know. Now with having a little one, I honestly don't know if if it would be bearable. I feel like it seemed like the crowds were really low this year compared to previous years. Last year we were there the week prior to Labor Day. We've gone a couple years in a row um right around the Labor Day week and it seemed like crowds were much lower this year. I don't know if that was because of the hurricane that came through Florida last year around this time, if that kind of maybe stopped some people from being away. So I think that just in September in general, you're really kind of bumping up with some leftover heat and humidity in Orlando and you're dealing with hurricane season. And so while the the crowds are low and the hotels are really discounted around this time, I don't know. I don't know if I think if I was going to go in the fall again, I would probably push maybe until the end of September or so, maybe beginning of uh, October, I would try that time frame.
0: Okay. All right. Did you learn anything on this trip that will make you do something differently next (laughs) trip?
1: Yes. So this was our third trip of going down to Disney with a little one. And no, for ten plus years my husband and I were going to the parks as two adults by ourselves and we could just do whatever we wanted. We could stay out all night. We could do party as long as we wanted to. And it's um it really does change things when you have a kiddo. And I know I'd mentioned this earlier, but I we love Epcot, but we also really love Magic Kingdom and so Changing the way that the hotels and the places that we generally stay, I think we would love to be able to stay up near Magic Kingdom a little bit more. Contemporary, I think, is great because you can walk to the Magic Kingdom and anything that's just a little bit closer would be nice. Another thing that we are plan that we're going to start implementing going forward is taking it easy on um, the arrival day or or the first (laughs) full day. I had kind of thrown so much into it because it was three days really that we were going to be down there and just the way that extra magic hours had laid out and the parties and all that stuff. So I would do it differently next time I would, um, arrive, have kind of a low key night and a later start to the morning the next day. And I think that would be easier for us as a family just to, to adjust to than going back balls to the wall as soon as we wake
0: up the first morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I totally get that. Okay. So based on this trip, what tip would you give to a first timer going to Disney?
1: So a first timer going to Disney, I would say, take advantage of the resources that you have to do plan and think through how you want your days to look. Don't Overplan. Don't try to to tack on too too much. Even as somebody who's been going for for quite a few years now, it's hard to underestimate the vastness that is Walt Disney World Resort. And it they tell you to build in an hour and a half into your schedule to get from point A to point B for a reason. And I think trying to, to take it easy and also at the same time being flexible and knowing that there could be some deviations from your plan and just being okay with that. I think that you can plan to an extent, but you can't control the weather. You can't control if, a, if an attraction is going to be down or if, if something's going to happen down there. And so having some some backup ideas of where you might want to grab some food or what attraction you might want to do, I think can be really helpful and to, to alleviate some disappointment from your plans.
0: Well, it definitely sucks that you had to deal with so much of that craziness. But it's also cool that it seems like when the universe told you, hey, you need to let go of your plans a little bit that you weren't like, oh, universe, I know better. Trust me. You were like, right. okay, you know what? You're right. Let's just chill a little bit. And I think you probably ended up with a much better evening doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just i i just looked at my mom and, and she was – just had this look on her face of like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it? And I looked at my daughter and she was already sweating. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what, this just isn't, this isn't worth it. It's not worth it. We are right here. We are so close to another park. And I think I agree. I'm glad. I just like, you know what, we're going to do this because I think quite a few years ago, I would have figured out how I would have just put us in a car and figured out how to get it done. And we would have been miserable the whole time. And so this way, we were um, we were able just to really really enjoy it and get some great photos and take away a lot of great memories.
0: Awesome. Well, at some point, since this trip in some ways was kind of a bust, we'll have to have you back on for <laughs> your reattempt at right. not letting a hurricane bust in on your trip.
1: Yeah, so I one thing I do want to say is I decided on a whim just to call Disney um when we came when we got back home and I asked if there was any way they would be able to give my mom because my mom had purchased a three day ticket. And I asked if there was any way they would be able to give us that ticket that she had lost that day. And they were they were great. They accommodated it. And they were able to just put it on her my Disney experience account as a as a one day park hopper ticket. And so we had a quick trip planned in January for marathon weekend. And I asked my mom if she wanted to go down whenever we go down there and so we can have a do-over because I felt so so bad I she still hasn't been able to experience Avatar and we didn't even go into Hollywood Studios and so we didn't get to see Toy Story Land so we will have a do-over which I'm I'm Very excited about. It was also another way to sneak another Disney trip into
0: (laughs) our plans. Well, and I think that's such a good point that, you know, it never hurts to ask. And I think you find, you know, if I used to work in customer service roles and the people who called and were like, you owe this to me. I deserve this. I'm like, I'm going to see how many ways I can find to tell you no, because you're being a jerk. But the people who call and say, you know, Hey, I know this wasn't your fault. You guys didn't create this hurricane, but is there anything you can do? Disney on the whole tends to be so great at saying, yes, like this is going to cost us next to nothing, but it's going to, you know, help you to continue to be a loyal customer. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they were, they were really fantastic. And the dolphin too, they, they ultimately were able to reimburse us for the night too, which was really nice.
0: That is nice. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm, it was such an enjoyable experience to be able to share, share my Disney trip planning with you. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, have a good night.
1: You too. Take All care. I,
0: bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Ashley's trip. I was definitely disappointed to hear about some of the things that they had to deal with. It's so hard for people who are planners like me and like Ashley and, Probably like most of you listening to this podcast, it's hard for us when things don't go the way that we want them to and the way that we plan for them to. But it's so important to learn how to adapt when those things happen. And I love how Ashley went with the flow and changed her plans when it made sense. And I'm glad they're going to get the chance to go back and have a little bit of a do over on some of that stuff. So, my thing that I like this week is the Keys to the Kingdom tour at Magic Kingdom. My husband and I were able to do this in May and it was so much fun. So this is a behind-the-scenes tour where you get to learn a little bit about the history of the park and you learn the basics about how the park functions. Uh, You do get to go in several kind of behind-the-scenes areas where guests normally don't get to go and this does include the Utilidor, which is the tunnel that runs under the whole park. So that's a lot of fun. As of now, it's $99 a person and there is a discount. If you're an annual pass holder or if you have a Disney visa card, which is really cool. So anyway, just a reminder, follow me on Twitter at mouse and back pod. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye.